Hey guys, and welcome to Green Teens, discussing environmental problems that are very pertinent today. In this week's episode, we will learn about the dangers of oil pipelines on our environment and its disruption to the people on its land. Now, the content I'm going to share today actually comes from a speech that I wrote for school that allowed me to explore a topic that I care about. And now I'm excited to share it with you. So because it is a speech from school, it's more of a piece. So it's formatted a bit differently than most of our episodes. But I hope that you deeply enjoy this and that you're able to learn a lot from it. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is a code red emergency. I repeat, code red. Such a statement generates fear, no? Fear for the future, fear for our lives, and fear for our world. On August 9th, 2021, the IPCC declared a code red for humanity concerning the dangers of climate change and the limited time that we have to progress towards a cleaner world. Each day, we continue on a path of near irreversible environmental destruction. But we, through our awareness and mobilization, have the power to make a change. In our discussion of climate change and the contributors to such an issue, many think of cars and factories as the key causes because they generate great amounts of carbon emissions. In this list of contributors, too, though, falls oil. In our country and throughout the world, oil is transferred from place to place through pipelines, posing the threat of contaminating our ecosystems. A prime example of such a pipeline includes the Canadian Enbridge Pipeline Number 3 a crude oil pipeline extending from Minnesota, seen as a danger to our earth and the people on it. As we grow our knowledge about the threat of this pipeline today, we must rally together to call for governmental change to stop oil pipeline number three. Today, we'll discuss the environmental, indigenous, and economic concerns of why we must stop this pipeline despite lack of prioritization to halt pipeline building so far. As previously introduced, the environmental hazards that oil pipelines like Line 3 present have been the greatest deterrent in their continuation, especially the threat of spillage. According to author Blanchfield of Environmental Encyclopedia, oil transport from tankers and pipelines is a major source of non-natural oil spills. For example, a pipeline ruptured and spilled 43,200 gallons of oil into Guanabara Bay in Brazil. This is just one example out of close to 15 examples from the source, demonstrating the many oil spills that have occurred around the world and conveying why we have generated a concern for future oil spills to pose a threat to land and water. We must stay vigilant to protect our lands by stopping Line 3, as the effect of oil spills have recorded to be detrimental. In one account of an oil spill affecting the coastal regions of Florida, Mississippi, and more, Blanchfield recalls that oil fouled approximately 600 miles into marshes, wetlands, inland waterways. In addition, there was damage to local economies dependent on seafood and tourism, and the spill and cleanup efforts also killed 
thousands of birds and marine animals. Such a threat is in direct correlation to line three, as its placement threatens similar spillage effects as the one observed. Line three's proposed route crosses 227 water bodies, including the Mississippi headwaters, 78 miles of wetlands, 12,300 acres of unusually sensitive ecological areas, and more. With such vast land coverage and possible damage to marine life and water sources, the threat of oil pipeline spills is a key contributor to the dangers of oil and why we must fight against the enablement of such pipelines to be built, especially when our ecosystems are already struggling. Now, why is oil so dangerous in our waters? Well, according to Blanchfield, in spills, the majority of oil spreads horizontally to form a smooth but slippery layer on the surface of water. This oil acts to deplete the oxygen and is a direct barrier to oxygenation of water that's normally accomplished through natural diffusion of oxygen from higher to lower concentrations. Also, oil attracts microbes that use petroleum, and many of these species help to deplete surface oil slicks, but at the same time, they use oxygen to do so, so they're reducing the amount of oxygen that's available to other marine life. Additionally, the oil kills birds and animals because it coats their fur or feathers and can harm the water supply as they move around. So, you may be wondering, what about evaporation? Doesn't the oil in the surface of water eventually evaporate and not pose as significant of a threat? Well, up to 40% of a spill may evaporate within several days. Warm water temperatures increase the rate of evaporation and speed up other processes. This is something we must consider, though. Although the volatile components of oil do evaporate, other components of oil stay mixed with water in a process of emulsification. According to the United States Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, such a mixture could remain in the environment for over months or even years. So that is why oil spills are an environmental hazard and oil pipelines like number three can contribute to the addition of oil into the ocean that could potentially be avoided by stopping such pipelines. Accompanying the environmental effects that pipelines like Line 3 present, the voices of indigenous individuals and their suffering are a considerable piece of the argument. One example of this comes from a rally of young indigenous activists speaking out against the creation of the Line 3 pipeline. According to an activist speaking on behalf of indigenous tribes named Danny Grassrope, a member of the Lower Brule Sioux Tribe, he says the construction of these dangerous pipelines has disrupted our way of life. Additionally, while explaining the importance of tribal sovereignty, he emphasized that consulting is not consent. As these pipelines are being created, many indigenous tribes feel that their cultures are under attack, and the creation of pipelines are limiting their rights and their sovereignty. With such violations and attack on native Indian properties without true permission, the correct precedents are not being honored under law. Specifically for Line 3, the Indian tribes who are affected by it see it as a threat to the established rights as Native American groups and their well-being. According to author Russell of The Progressive, in a discussion of Line 3, 
The impacts associated with the proposed project and its alternatives would be an additional health stressor on tribal communities that already face overwhelming health disparities and inequities, such as diabetes, asthma, addiction, poverty, and unemployment. Additionally, a pipeline spill would create a significant hardship to traditional lifeways and spiritual and religious needs for the people. With these threats that are being posed on people, whether that be through the direct violation of indigenous rights through this pipeline or through the environmental effects that impact us all, we have to work to stop Pipeline 3. Though its construction is already occurring, that doesn't mean our activism stops. Some people do believe that the limiting of oil pipelines can be dangerous, as the creation of such industry would allow for development of new jobs and a stronger economy, which outweighs the deterrence previously mentioned. However, the real benefit of job creation and economic growth is challenged by the detrimental economic effects of climate damage on our country. According to author Scott Russell of The Progressive, the oil carried by Line 3 would create $287 billion in climate damage over three decades. It's equivalent to approving 50 new coal-powered energy plants. Through this, we see the dangers of approaching this argument through an economic aspect, so the threats of possible damage are greater than many suspect. As we have seen the environmental effects of pipelines and the dangers that they present to perpetuate the climate emergency, we must work to defend our planet to keep it viable for future generations. Without our actions to do so, time continues to run out. Additionally, we as fellow human beings have a moral responsibility to aid marginalized groups like natives. These tribes have the right to their land, a right that we must respect, and a right that deserves honor. We must stop line three. But how? Well, we must rally together as an educated group to increase awareness about line three. As your awareness has grown about this topic today, the one thing I stress is to share this message to others. Share it on social media. Share it to your parents. Share it to anyone and everyone. Show them why they should care. Get your loved ones who can vote to vote. Be the voice. We must stop Line 3 because its contributions to possible environmental instability and its violation of indigenous cultural sovereignty. That terrifying Code Red alarm will continue to play until action is seen. But we have the power to tame that code red alarm, if we mobilize together and if we act to support our world by stopping line three.